This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? I hope you're having a really good day. One of the things I've known I've had to create for a while now is a video focused on how a housing crash could happen in 2021. I'm on record as saying, and I will likely say again during the following presentation, that we will not, not have a U.S housing crash in 2021. To be clear, I would call a housing crash greater than 20% drop in value or price. It's just not in the cards, nationally speaking, in 2021. That said, as I'm about to highlight in explicit detail, I do think there are some very, uh, I don't know, large markets that are about to suffer some pain that people didn't think was possible. Uh, in this example, I'm going to run through San Francisco as an example of an urban and vertical city that is, I think, on the cusp of some pretty dramatic price drops. We're going to walk through the set of events that I see coming. Uh, a price crash in housing is not like stocks. A lot of the YouTube entertainers out there are acting like all of a sudden, you know, the price is 350 and tomorrow it's 275. Pricing and housing doesn't work that way. It's very sticky on the way down. So what you are going to take from this video is you're going to see how the balloon kind of inflates and then how lots of little things come in to poke it. And then pretty soon there's an explosion because a crash in housing is not a crash in stocks. So let me bring this up. It is important to see how the pieces come together. And what you need to ask yourself is, does an urban market near you have these traits? And if the answer is yes, then there could be some price drop, I'm sorry to say. Uh, but most of the US is more suburban. Uh, I think urban flight is real. I think the millennials are buying. So again, no housing crash, 2021. In fact, I will be doing a hot take video after this about some numbers for September, and boy, were they just outstanding. But let's get to the video about the housing crash that could happen, or I think will happen in San Francisco. So here we go, we're just bringing up the presentation. Let me make this a little bigger for you. All right, so again, what I'm gonna be talking about here plays for all urban vertical cities. I'm gonna be talking about San Francisco. I'm going to be putting a 30% price drop, again, single family homes by the end of 2021. So approximately 15 months from now. So let's see how I did. So here's the deal. Uh, when I look at this crash, it is going to be different than the last crash. Again, one thing you get with one rental at a time is you get somebody who's been doing this 20 years, somebody who saw the last crash coming. And oh, by the way, got out of the way. I wrote about it in this book, how we were able to avoid the last crash and actually moved to apartments. 
So go check that out if you haven't already. Uh, but what we're going to see is the last crash was really about lending and loans. What Really what we saw is we saw renters become owners that never should because the lending environment was just, no other way to put it, fake. And, uh, you know, we had some, we had some pain to pay. And again, the bubble markets were, you know, the Inland Empire and, you know, just other kind of outskirts. What you were seeing is people were buying homes that were newly built that were two, three, four hour commutes from where they worked. And it just didn't make sense. Today, I believe the crash is going to be very, very different. I think, again, a crash meaning greater than 20%. Uh, will be focused on some very big and historically unaffordable markets. So if you've been looking to buy a home, for example, in San Francisco, I think you are very likely going to have a better opportunity in 15 months uh, than you do today. So let's get into it. First, again, remember what we're going to walk through. It's about eight things. It's going to talk about how it grows, and then you're going to see a cascading of negative things, and that is going to cause the explosion. So the first thing you're going to see, right, when the market starts to roll over, what you are going to see first is you're going to see listings. Listings will jump. And that's really odd because, again, most of the country, listings are down. For example, in the hot take video I will do momentarily, listings are down 19% across the country. You are not going to have a crash when listings are down 19%. So, if you are in an urban market and you are the complete opposite of listings down, your listings jump 100%, that's sign number one. When you get months supply exceeding 10 months, that is kind of point number two. Again, we are just talking step one of an eight-step process. So if you are in an urban market, if you're in San Francisco, the first thing I'm going to be looking at is, is supply of active listings jumping because that is the first domino in a series of eight dominoes to fall, okay? Next, what you are going to see is the demand from buyers dries up. The reasons to buy in San Francisco are drying up. Employers are saying work from home. Employers are moving, right? We saw people move from San Francisco, entire companies, to Colorado and Texas and Arizona. So the reasons that you were getting people to buy single family homes in the urban environment of San Francisco are falling. And that demand is going to put further weight on months of supply. It's going to expand that. So as the reasons fall, you are going to see less people buying. And then you add in the extras of this health environment like higher taxes, like more crime. We are seeing more crime in urban cities that, than in decades, like real like murder and death and you know just nasty things. Uh, and of course, if there's people in tent cities all around, how are you going to raise your kids and let them play outside? The attraction of these urban environments has almost disappeared and is on the way of disappearing. And that is going to hurt demand. And when you have a supply-demand imbalance, right? Supply is up, demand is down, it's domino number two. 
This is what is going to be the result and will be your domino number three. What you are going to start to see is price cuts, price drops, and they will be significant. These are things that you are going to start to see in San Francisco, you know, daily, if not weekly. Sellers or owners are going to get desperate. They are going to see more and more active listings. They're, in the past, they were competing with five, six, seven houses within five blocks. Now it's 40 homes, 50 homes. And one of the things that they have at their disposal is a lower price. If they want attraction and eyeballs, they want that one buyer, because that's all you need as a seller. You just need one buyer. They are going to quickly realize that price is the way to get a buyer. So expect listings in San Francisco to have price cuts. And what will start to happen is you will see listings with multiple price cuts. That is what we saw in the crash last time when it really got rocking and rolling. People were doing price cuts every Friday to get eyeballs for Saturday and Sunday open homes. It can get bad and it just, the negative cycle builds and we're only at step three. Here's the deal. This next domino is you start to see a differentiation in sellers, right? All sellers want to sell, but some of them only want to sell at a certain price, right? They have financial flexibility, right? They'll just keep it as a second home. Maybe they have no debt, you know? So if they don't get their price, they won't sell, but there will be the desperate sellers and they won't hide. They get into 90, 100 days of listing. They've had three price drops. I promise you, you will start to see in all caps, any offer reviewed, seller will take anything. These are things that I saw up close and personal last time in 2010, my most active year. Folks, it will happen. This probably doesn't happen until, I don't know, May, June, July of next year. Because again, this is domino number four. This doesn't happen all at one time. They build on each other week by week, month by month. This is how a crash happens and why all the people calling for a 2021 crash in national real estate are just wrong. I'm not saying a national crash is impossible. I'm saying a national crash in 2021 is impossible. They don't understand the time, the lag, the process for forbearance and foreclosures and frustrated landlords with evictions and all of these things. They just don't get how all of these things add up to make 2021 crash impossible. So here we go. We're going to take a break. We're four dominoes into eight. Let's remember the crash begins with traditional sellers. Hey, I want to sell. I want to move to Las Vegas. I want to move to Nashville, Tennessee. I want to move to Miami. And then builds with buyers. Um, I'm sorry. The crash begins with traditional seller and buyers, right? Just normal transactions. Sellers go up, buyers shrink. That's normal markets. That's four dominoes in. You're starting to see desperation with the sellers here at the fourth, but this is where it really explodes. Th this fifth domino is where the talking heads on YouTube, they want to start a crash. That's not where a crash starts, folks. They're talking about forbearance, eviction, all of these things. That's domino five. If that's all you have and you haven't had these first four dominoes, a crash is impossible because the inventory will come on intermittently and it'll just be soaked up by the market. It's just wrong. 
But here we go, domino number five. Investors start to feel the pain as rents fall. Rents in San Francisco third, down 31% and falling, not done. Vacancies will rise, not only in apartments and condos, but houses because people don't want to live there. And then properties become negative cash flow. I promise you, having created one negative cash flow, writing about it in our book, owners do not want that. If you have a mortgage of $5,000 and now your rent is $3,500, you are sucking wind. And this is the fifth domino in where extra pain comes in the market because an investor who is losing $1,500, $2,000, $3,000 a month they do not want that property. They will sell that thing as fast as possible. They want out, right? This is what happens when, when people realize they have negative cash flow and no hope of getting out. This pile, this fifth domino just adds inventory to the market. As value drops, and once it gets going here, we're at step six. It's just, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. As values drop, more and more people are underwater and stuck and have no good options. Today, at the beginning of the cycle, many sellers actually have equity. But as the urban flight begins and accelerates, as we get here into step six, the equity is gone. Equity is gone, now what? You have equity gone and negative cash flow. Hello, 2010. Again, remember, we are talking about urban cities, San Francisco in this example. It is going to be painful once we get to domino number six. Number seven, oh, this is where all the talking heads start. All the YouTube entertainers out there are talking about forbearance and evictions. Like that's the beginning of the crash. No, a national housing crash that starts at step seven gets absorbed quickly. If you haven't had the pain of the first six steps, no crash, no price drop. The inventory will be soaked up very quickly. But if forbearance and evictions are happening at step seven of a market that is already depressed with supply up, demand down, values falling, oh my God, forbearance, foreclosures, short sales will dominate listings. San Francisco by September, October of next year could be in really big pain. Defaults, strategic default will become a verb again. Hey, I just strategically defaulted on my $2 million San Francisco home. Why? Well, it was only worth $1.2 million now. Though these conversations will be had and the inventory will just be added on top of all the other pain because we are at step seven of a series of pain in building and just just some ugly times in San Francisco, I believe. Here's the deal. Once the negative cycle starts in an urban, dense, and unaffordable market, it will pick up steam for 12 to 24 months. Price elasticity on the way down is very sticky. It's again why 2021 price drops for the nation are unlikely. But once the price elasticity is broken, you will see a rush to the floor as people just want out. There will be people that are employed that have a multi-million dollar house in San Francisco that will be underwater a half a million dollars. And they will make, just like last time, the family decision to strategically default. 
which means they will skip payments for six to nine months and let the bank take it back. This is going to happen. This is what I think happens in a few urban cities, but will not happen in the U.S. housing market. So again, I want to be clear. I've said it a couple of times. I do not see a national housing crash in 2021. Timelines, inventory, uh, millennials buying, all of these things just do not point to it. But I do see some very, very nasty local crashes. And people never thought it could happen in New York City. They never thought it could happen in San Francisco. Guess what? It's happening. It will be the thing we talk about for years to come. When San Francisco saw 30 plus percent price drop in 12 to 24 months, I think it's coming. So really the point of this video is to remind you that housing crashes start with just normal supply and demand. Just a normal seller, no price, no time sensitivity. That inventory increases right when demand falls. That's happening in San Francisco. It is then added to with all these extras, uh, landlords, you know, renters and forbear or owners and forbearance, foreclosures, strategic default. And this is why a national housing crash will not happen. The inventories we are seeing in most of the country, any people who lost a home, they'll just sell. They'll take their equity and move on. A few people that are underwater, you know, it won't move the needle. But once you get an urban area that has listings up here, demand down here, then you add forbearance, you add strategic default in San Francisco, it is a recipe for disaster. So that's what I think. Let me know what you think. Leave comments below. Have a wonderful day.